and welcome to this episode of the Domestic Game. I'm your host, Eddie Dwyer, and we are recapping uh, from the Wolfhounds over the last uh, month, August, which I think arguably is the busiest that the Wolfhounds department has ever been. Um, kicking off, I have three from the uh, senior men's kitted Wolfhounds. Um, I have QB, Maddie O'Meara, uh, wide receiver, Finn Kearns, and running back, Sean McVeigh. So, guys, how are you? Doing well, yeah. Great, Kelly. Thanks, thanks for having us. All good. Yeah, delighted. Thank you so much for joining us. So, um, Maddie, we've had you on before. Finn, we've had you on before. But, Sean, you're new to the domestic game. So, please just take a few minutes to introduce yourself to anybody listening. Jeez, I, I don't know how many of these intro... Uh intros I've done uh, basically I'm the I'm the running back for UCD for the past two years and um, background is GA and rugby got sick of that picked up probably the best sport I've ever played in my life and uh, stuck at it since and uh, fortunate enough to have appeared in two international games so far so that's just yep. me that's a quick song two international games two shamrock bowls it's not going too badly for you well, I, I would have preferred two shamrock bowl wins but one out of two in fact yeah, of course. And um, so, Sean, I'll actually stick with you. Um, so uh, I, on the 5th of August, obviously, like this uh, episode with context is um, post the Turkey game that we had in Cork. And so I suppose one of the things that I wanted to ask you is like the the venue, which was Cork, you'd been in it only a few weeks before that, appearing in your second Shamrock Bowl. This time it didn't go your way, but you, I think individually, every, everybody would agree that you had a fantastic game. Um, I'm just wondering about the preparation. Um, as someone who is playing a sport now myself, the level of preparation ahead of a, a domestic game versus ahead of an international game is entirely different. Um, I'm wondering about how you prepare for a game like a Shamrock Bowl and a game like, let's say, that game against Turkey, and if that preparation was different from one game to the next. Um, in terms of night before, exact same. In terms of the week directly after the Shamrock Bowl, because I knew the turn the turnaround was so quick. I think it was what two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Yeah, can't even remember now. But the turnaround was quick, so like, I was going to these howling sessions, and I was like. I have to put myself on a rep count here because I cannot move. Um, and thankfully the coaches were like, yeah, completely understood, understood. Just make sure you're doing enough reps to, that you know the playbook down. Um, fortunately, I was able to do that. Um, we were a bit light on running back bodies for camp just for various reasons. So I actually did a bit more than probably liked, but at the end of the day, look, I, I knew the playbook like the back of my hand by the end of it. So, um, I just kept it light that that week of training and got as much sleep and food into me as I could, possibly could. Um, but then day before a game, it was exactly the same, trying to get as much sleep, water, food. It didn't really change that much. Um, yeah. I was doing a lot of pacing in the kitchen beforehand, uh, before going to sleep the night before. But like, look, you're going to have that in an international game. Yeah, yeah, of course. And guys, are you the same? Like, do you, do you find like going into an international game, there's maybe a little bit more nerves or is every game, every game the same? Um, I don't know. For me personally, I don't know if I get nervous for the, the international games. I think it's more kind of a, an excitement. Just this kind of you're playing with all, all the guys that you sort of, you know, a lot better, maybe. And you know them probably since you're a lot younger. And you're you're stepping on on a big stage and representing your country, so it's pretty, for me anyway. It's it's pretty exciting. Obviously, there are some nerves, 
because you want to you want to represent yourself and your country well but i mean as a whole i'd say it's 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 a lot of excitement for sure for me anyway and i guess i would actually have like a slightly different opinion um i would say that they're actually my least favorite games to prepare for because with every other game you have like if you're with like your main team you've had like games before game you'll have games after it you have more like consistency in your preparation and it's like more compact because generally you've like maybe two weeks or one week between a game so you've like a condensed period where you're preparing whereas for turkey we knew about it like you know 12 weeks in advance we had sessions planned out but they were like weeks in a, in advance so i find that like that drawn out kind of preparation time even though we did it the best we've ever done at this camp like this game like we did it like three blocks nearly two weeks before the game one week before the game and like four weeks before the game we had sessions so it was like way more consistent than we've ever been but you still it's not the same as having like a training session monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and then playing the game on saturday which is funny enough because i think that's what actually like the turkish team did like they had a whole camp where they were just like in camp for the week before the game and then on the saturday or whatever the end of the week they played the game i find that that would make me way more it would just be a better way to prepare, in my opinion. But like, obviously, there's this the struggle of getting an international team together is like such a nightmare. Like trying to plan that out. So we did the best we could, but it is my least favorite kind of game because I feel like you're not as prepared as you you could be if you had a like a professional team or something. You could have everyone together all the time. Yeah. Do you think that that like um, affects the the chemistry? You know what I mean? Where it's like something to do with just like the reps together. I mean, I do think that the Wolfhounds team rightly as it should be is the best american football team in ireland you know because everybody at that level is very good um but i suppose maybe what you're saying is it would be beneficial to have something like that where it's rep after rep after rep and very close to a big game mm -hmm. type of thing do you think i suppose maddie maybe like as qb i think qb wide receiver the chemistry is always so so important um like, would you agree with that, that you think that that would kind of, you know, maybe help bring um, the whole team to the next level is that type of a, a structure um, going into like a big international event? Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, you could probably even see in the game, just even some of the communication or some of the the balls or like how we moved down the field or even when we got to the red zone, like just some of the, some of the chemistry just wasn't there. We just hadn't really repped it enough. And if you don't rep it enough, when you get into a game situation, it's kind of, oh, I think he's going to do this. And then the receiver might be thinking, oh, I think he's going to do that. Like, it's a lot of what you think he might do rather than if you've just done it, you just know, like, you just you have that chemistry and, like, it goes a lot smoother. So, I mean, it is something that you get with the clubs because if you're training every week, twice a week, three times a week, you're throwing to the same guys all the time. You sort of just build that chemistry over a year. But obviously with an international team, it's a lot different because people are playing abroad, people are playing uh just all over the place and you don't really get the chance to wrap it out with them um and yeah i think it did show a little bit in the game that we hadn't quite been we don't we didn't quite have that chemistry i guess you could say yeah i do think it is like it's special when you're out there and you're playing with a group of people and you you don't know how you know but you can just tell from the way that they move what they're about to do you know and it's that familiarity of the people on the team um I, I think that is a super, super special thing. And um, I would say that for the Wolfhounds in this game um, over any other game, I do think that that was there to a certain extent. I think it's just you're always going to replay 
the things that didn't quite work or the things that didn't quite connect you know what I mean um so the then I like I was gonna say and just kind of trying to bring it to like a, a positive thing you know did ye have uh like a favorite play each like Maddie was there a particular play from that game that you just felt like yeah I just loved every part of that um put me on the spot here now eh um I mean I have to I guess I'll have to go for the, the touchdown pass because it's it's well, I mean my first touchdown pass playing internationally so uh for the country like so I have to give it that even though I mean yeah, it was pretty nice yeah I'll, I'll go for that yeah for sure so talk us through you know from start to finish what was happening what were you seeing you know give us give us everything I was trying to I was trying to think because I think I think we play we had another play call there was a freeze or something before it and I was like uh, I was getting I was like I wanted that play call and then we just, we swapped it over to another play call I was like ah don't really like this one uh, but uh, <laughs> then I was like then I, I thought about it for a second and I saw Finn over to the left one on one coverage I was like ah there's only one place this ball's going like I mean um, and then the snap was kind of a little bit low and I just like just I was just praying I could just grab the any type of the ball, any type of laces on the ball, and just like let it go out there, because <laughs> I seen him, I seen him get separation. I was like, just please let me put the ball out there, and I ended up scrambling enough to scrambling to get my hands together to get it out. So I mean, it it, it looked, I look back at it and it looks a lot smoother than it did in my head. In my head, it looked like I was, it, I was, thought it was going on for years, but uh, it it was it wasn't too bad on the film anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it looked good. It looked good from where I was anyway. And Finn, being on the receiving end of that, you know, um, running your route, did you know, were you like, this is about to be a touchdown? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, you have confidence running around every time. Like, I, I say that to myself nearly every time. Um, but like, I, have a, <laughs> I have a different image of what actually happens in my own head anyway. But uh, no, that one particularly, I think because Maddie gave me the sign, so I was like, all right, he's definitely going to throw this. So it just gives you, I don't know, didn't really change my route at all because I was going to do the same thing anyway. But like, it does give you. It's nice to know it's coming too to kind of be ready for it. But yeah, no, it was, it was a good play. It was my first touchdown for the Wolfhounds as well, so it's cool to have uh, you know, a couple of milestones with Maddie now throughout our our careers together. This is it. And is that was that your favorite play as well, or did you have a different one? Uh, my play would probably be our first offensive play because on our second offensive play, I. Uh, shattered my ribs and for the rest of the game I was just trying to breathe so the first play where I just kind of jogged forward and then went back to the line was sick <laughs> okay I didn't realize you didn't you obviously didn't tell anyone that you were injured I told everyone I did nothing but in, in that game except walk up and down the sideline and say yo I think I fucked up my ribs and then just take deep breaths it's pretty much <laughs> all I did for three hours and then also tell Andy and tell Maddie I'm open all the time. I throw me the ball, like you know, just be annoying. So that's all I did, really. <laughs> and then Sean, did you have a favorite play? Uh, yeah, mine is definitely. I had a, a pass. I got, I got on the end of like a pass for a forty-yard game, um, and that was good because we repped that like seven or eight times in training, and. Me and Maddie could not get it right the entire training camp. Like, um, I think we called it like three or four times, and it worked every time in the game. So I was like, "Yes, thankfully, finally came <laughs> off for a big game." Um, we were we were pinned back, so like it, it came at the right time. I think 
I'm not sure if we score on the end of that drive, but we got a chance at a field goal at the end of the drive. So I was like, yeah, that probably kept that drive alive. So that was my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And why do you think it didn't work in practice, but it just worked there, like, at showtime? It's it's a player It's like you're reading one player. Sorry, I'm reading one player. Maddie's reading one player. And if I make the wrong read, it's screwed anyway. Maddie makes the wrong read, it's screwed anyway. And just whatever way it broke, both of us were just making the wrong read. Both, like, every single time. It, it was it wasn't like oh, kind of bad it was like terrible during training camp um <laughs> so big big props to andy for still still trusting us in the game to get it right yeah i was and i mean he did and, and he was right um so that's class and then sean the you know i think like one of the things that that you are is like a big advocate for the o-line you know what i mean i think you're the first even though like you're a phenomenal running back that's not even in dispute but you're the very first to say like it's really to do with the o-line you know um and i know that there's an awful lot of uh ucd players on that o-line with the wolfhounds but you know um how do you feel behind the wolfhounds o-line versus let's say behind the the ucd line well it's not really a fair comparison because ucd o-line is unbelievable i think best in ireland um and i don't think it's it's arguable and I'll back that any single time. Whoever is playing running back is going to do well behind that line. Um, but it's not really comparable because when so f- against Turkey it was I think three tr- three Trojans to UCD and you're going up against just better athletes. So that line together may be better than the UCD line but you're going up against better athletes. And I think to be fair to the lads after a few early early kind of getting used to the impact the speed of it i think we were grand by the end of the game it's just it just it takes a while at the start to to get used to it um i was getting a lot of bumps and bruises throughout that game but i i won't put any uh, any blame on the line uh, i think they did as, as well as i could have possibly asked and um so you talk about like the speed of the game and i suppose like matty and and finn like you're kind of um you're you're known for being international athletes you know at, at this point like you've a lot of experience and I suppose like maybe that's something that I could ask you about is like how different is is how different is the speed of um a Wolfhounds international game versus let's say the Crusaders Matty or the IFM uh, Razorbacks yeah I mean I think in the GFL and stuff there which with the caliber of athletes you have kind of sprinkled in it raises the game like you have Americans who obviously come over and can change the game and also offensively you generally have an American quarterback which completely changes the game from like DBs have to cover way deeper there's way more space and that means receivers look way better just because the QB can throw like throw way more accurately way deeper and stuff and so I think that changes it a little bit what it does I think it probably gives you more of a accurate representation of like the European players at a high level in the GFL are all coming together to play at that level. Um, and so I don't think it's like an unfamiliar speed, but I do think the GFL as well, they practice with each other every week. So things just get, you know, you get dialed in, in those leagues in, in, in the international games, there's like, it's one and done. Usually you're like you've one or two games a year. So they matter an intense amount. There's huge amounts of passion. Cause like the, both like the Turkey lads had like fans were singing from start to finish. Like, you know, you're playing for your country. So it does matter a little bit. So everyone's kind of hyped up. And then you, you do have like the competition of like the best national athletes from both sides. And um, so it, it is like 
great athletes out in the field and stuff, but they're just reasons why um, the speed is just a little higher in like the GFL and um, just due to like kind of the American and also the fact that they play week in, week out makes a big difference as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, cause you're, you're talking about like ramping together, like playing together, like all of that. And so I'm just conscious that everybody on the call is an offensive player that we should probably talk about the, the Wolfhounds defense a little bit. So maybe just to give credit to them, I suppose, who do you feel like on defense maybe shined or how, how did you feel that the defense performed, um, on, on the day against Turkey? Amazing. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, let's think how many blown coverages, maybe one, two. It's like, I, I think they played as, as well as they could have. They, they kept us mm-hmm. in that game for a lot. When er, Early on when we were struggling to do anything, they kept us alive. Two turnovers as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like t- Two. But yeah, most definitely. Like that, that defense. Lifeline for sure. That defense, A, has great coaching, and B, I think there's actually a lot of defensive talent in Ireland right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a few guys playing in Baffa or wherever. Um, I think we're just they we're really lucky to have them on our side at least. Um we just gotta start doing things in our end a bit earlier. I think um we really have it a little a little late to start start firing on all cylinders on our side. Um but yeah, big appreciation to them. Yeah, and I mean the coaches it shows because I mean the coaches had a lot of trust in them just because they played so much man and in man you can just get exposed so easily but just it's a credit to the defense just because i mean as you said that only like one blown coverage the whole, whole whole time like and they just they just stuck to their guns and just absolutely locked down on defense but yeah no as you said a shame we just couldn't get it done on our side i guess well i think you know you're being a bit hard on yourselves and one of the like i know that the score didn't go our way that like that's that's kind of fine i think that it's one of those things that the Wolfhounds definitely is still in its trailblazing years. You know what I mean? It's still like coming up to that level. And, you know, there's, we don't have things like a week long camp, you know, before a competition like this. And it's something that a coach taught me once is, you know, when you go out onto the pitch against like uh, teams that have like development programs that are kind of above, let's say what we have at the current moment is you look that player in the eye and you say to yourself, like, if I had what you have, I would make your team too. You know what I mean? And that that's so that you don't play up or play down to the player. Like it's an even, an even thing. One of the things that I love about the Wolfhounds, and I think that this, this was described to me before is the Wolfhounds brand, um, which is that we're dogs and that we don't stop fighting. You know what I mean? And I think that, what was amazing over August was that all three codes um, showed that. And I think that that example was definitely set by ye, um at the start of August. And that kind of thing of like never giving up. Um, I think there was a point towards the end where we knew we probably weren't coming away with that win, but we still like got another score on the board. And like, can you just talk about maybe like the mentality of that, like what it is to have that like hound mentality. I still thought really? we were gonna win. I still thought we were gonna win until we lost <laughs> kicked to I uh I, I, I think we somehow hypnotized ourselves into thinking that unless it's the whistle is gone. I mean we had a we could have had a chance, I don't know. I, I, I yeah. think it's a big We're never gonna say a... we're gonna we're gonna lose. Like even if you look at Spain, like Spain is probably a closer episode. Like we were kind of like in a three score game there, we were still coming out trying to score like I don't know, I think 
I, I don't even know if it's just the the Wolf fans in general. I just think it's just the caliber of people like you have on that team themselves individually are just like would never let themselves down. And like, you know, you're representing your country, like your family's in the sand. Like you're not just going to give up at the end. Like you're going to keep going no matter what. Like so. I think it's a big thing that we don't fall into this thing of like, oh, we'll just do our best and like keep it close. Like that loser mentality isn't going to fly in the program. We have to be dogs, not not underdogs the whole time. We don't have to be this underdog story. We have the players to compete. Like. Maggie, do you agree with that as well? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, to be fair, I mean it was down to the the onside kick. We saw the chance. I mean, in my mind, anyway. And uh, right. yeah, no, I mean you could uh, you could have ruled us out of the game a few times near the end with a few silly mistakes. I'll have my hand up on on some of them, but <laughs> on a lot of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I the neg the game in my mind was never over. We were still fighting till the end, and uh, I think it's it's again, yeah, like they say. It's just down to the caliber of people. Anybody can make a play. Anybody can make a stop Any on offense and defense. So it's the game is always alive. It's never, especially when it's like 10 points, I think it was, or whatever. At the end, it's it's the game's never going to be dead, especially yeah with the people we have anyway. Yeah, I love that. I love that answer to that question, by the way. It's just like, yes. <laughs> like, love that. And um, I suppose, like, because I kind of have to, wrap it up um at some point but um one of the questions I'd like to ask you all individually is just like what does it what does it mean to you to be a wolfhound Ben you can set the tone there you're the the elder statesman well I mean <clears throat> I've played a lot of football and there's not many games that I get more nervous for than that um I think one of my favorite aspects um it's just it's a personal thing is that when you're saying to anyone in the, in Ireland or Europe at all, it's like you play American football, there's a load of weird questions like, oh, I didn't know we had that here, yada, yada, yada. When you say, oh, I'm actually playing for the national team against Turkey, like in Cork, like, it's like everyone gets it. They're immediately like, oh, that's sick. Go win. Like, you know, it's 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 a different kind of. I don't know. I'm not, I don't seem arrogant, but it's a, it's you're proud of it, I would say, too more than any other team i would say i say i've ever been on it's like that i play for our national team is probably the you know the the peak in my cap of like everything i've done in football i think and especially you know personally as well being able to captain uh be a captain for the day like that is not something that i, I take like lightly at all like it's it's cool that now i get to tell anyone you know for one day at least like i was a, a captain of an irish team and like that you know that's something that i'll take with me for for wherever i go Sean? I was hoping you wouldn't pick me next because I'm still thinking. <laughs> um, I know it, it means a lot. Like I couldn't I couldn't summarize how much it means. Um, my own background, I thought I kind of underperformed and underperformed massively in other sports, um, rugby and Gaelic. So I see it as kind of a second chance at, at making, making something of myself in a competitive sport. Um, this game in particular, going into it, I knew I was kind of going to be busy all, all game and um, mom and dad getting to see me in person represent Ireland meant a lot um, after the game one of my favourite ever moments in sport uh, mom and dad came down to me and mom was like beaming and I was like why are you so happy we just lost and she was like oh there's people in, fr- in front of us saying I'll just pass it to Sean 
and I was like, all right, that feels pretty cool that my mom is like legitimately like can't control herself without how proud she is of me. So like it means quite a lot to me. It means probably more than more than my GA club growing up, it probably tops that, which is like insane to insane to say out loud. Yeah, absolutely. And then Matty. Yeah, I mean I piggyback on the rest of them, on these guys, I guess, with just um I guess with being as well, I've been kind of in the in the program for for almost six years now, almost since I like I think it was the, the year after I started, I was in sort of the youth wolf found what they had at the time, and then just training even with the 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 full team, and just the the progress that it's made, and just to see everything just and everything every everybody and everything getting more organized and everyone getting better, and the quality of football and programs and offense and just uh coordinators and all this stuff and football in the country just seeing it get so much better it just it's just to see the game that you know i mean even though i didn't know of it when i was younger to see it just grow so much and uh just get so much bigger and more popular it just it means a lot i guess and uh i'm waffling here now i don't even know what i'm saying but uh <laughs> yeah no it obviously it means a lot to to, to represent the country obviously and even like Finn said, like uh, I didn't really take it to heart almost as much. And then I bumped in, I was bumped into my cousins and they were like, oh, what? You represent the country. That's so cool. And I just, I, I, I deeped it for a second. I was like, you know what? Actually, yeah, that is, that's crazy. I've just, yeah, represented my country. Like, uh, So sometimes you just don't uh, stop and, and look back. But, you yeah, know, it's it's cool seeing the journey that the, the program's taken. And then also just being a part of that journey as well. Um, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, amazing guys thank you so much for joining us and um you you've been class like thanks thanks okay so for the second segment we're moving on to the youth um wolfhounds uh obviously the flag wolfhounds happened before the the youth wolfhounds took the the field um on august 25th but uh, maddie o'mara gave me a nice little segue into the youth wolfhounds by talking about how he himself came through the youth program so joining me now i also have joe joe welcome back to the episode got on eventually yeah you're not uh, you're not having an episode without me don't worry this is it. Another another athlete that came through the Youth Wolfhounds program. But, you know, arguably more importantly, Joe, we have um, Dylan Coyle and we have Aliyah Macken joining us. So to the both of you, we're so excited to have you on. Dylan, obviously, we know you really well um, because yeah. you're part of our, our uh, podcast team. But maybe, you know, other people don't know you. So please um, take a few minutes just to introduce yourself. Uh, so I'm Dylan Coyle. Uh, I play for the Donegal Dairy Vipers. Uh, I've had the privilege of ca- captaining them for the past four seasons and have since then moved on to the national squad where I was fortunate enough to captain uh, the under-19 Wolfen squad uh, in the past game against the Community Enabled School. So Yeah, amazing. Amazing, amazing things to have achieved in such a, a short career and hopefully one that goes on for many, many, many moons. Um, and then if you don't, I mean, if you don't know Dylan Coyle at this point, you're not paying attention. And the same could be said, of course, for Aaliyah Macken, who is also a history maker. So Aaliyah, please introduce yourself as well. Hello, I'm Aaliyah and I'm currently playing for UCD. And I recently played in the under-19s Irish Wolfhounds game against uh, the community school in Naples. And I started out with the Panthers and then eventually moved to UCD. I'm just going to ask you both, you know, what um, 
was it about American football? Why why did you choose American football as your sport to excel at versus any other any other sport? Uh, I I have a great story about how I got into the sport. Uh, a lot of people that don't actually know this. So uh, essentially, I was a big rugby guy in school. I played rugby yeah. for four years in school, and uh, one day my dad he saw that uh, there was a rugby twenty game. I don't know if you've ever heard of it uh, for the PlayStation. And we got it from Argos and we came back and we played it and it was terrible. I mean, it was the worst game I've ever played in my life. So um, then he said, right, why don't we try Madden? I think it was Madden 19 we tried. And uh, it was, you know, I, I, just, I was hooked from the start whenever I started playing it. And then, uh, you know, the way your phone sometimes listens to you nowadays uh his yeah. phone was listening to him at that point and uh you know up popped an ad for the vipers youth team which just so happened to be starting that year so i went down the first day and i've been there ever since amazing that is amazing so there you go and alia how did you get started um football is kind of i've always been around football um because obviously my stepdad graham he's been playing football for years um so I've kind of been throwing around the ball since I was really young and we used to watch games together and everything. So that's kind of what made me like kind of get into football. And then he joined the Eagles, the Wexford Eagles. And I always used to come down to the training sessions with him and I absolutely just fell in love with it. Um, and it was just such a great experience. And just being part of a team like that, just it's different to any other sport that I've ever played. And just the whole camaraderie and everything is amazing. Guys, obviously... With the way the uh, game went on uh, last in, in last August, I'm just curious, what were your kind of standout moments? You know, what were your favorite plays from the game? It was a great scoreline. I just want to put that in before uh, you guys fire ahead. Obviously, um, holding an American team to 22 points is something that an under 18 or an underage team has never done. Uh, it's always been massive, huge scorelines, 54, 76 points given up. So. I just want to say, first of all, a fantastic result from you guys. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what, what were your kind of standout moments? Aaliyah, I suppose we'll go to you first on that one. Yeah, um, the whole game was, it was amazing as an experience because you get to kind of learn from kids who have been playing football their whole lives. Like, whereas we kind of, we didn't have that many training sessions together. We didn't have a lot of time to sort of bond as a team, but we ended up just, I was so proud at the end of it. I was like, we just played our asses off and it was it was amazing and um kind of a, a play that stood out to me was like a, the y motion where i get to kind of come around and completely take out the defensive end which is which was definitely fun for me um but yeah no it was amazing and then yourself uh well for me i couldn't really pick out an exact play that stood out to me the most well actually that's a lie i can near the ends of the of the game i think it was in the fourth quarter and we we needed our offense to get moving because we hadn't been moving all game which well we didn't we didn't get moving unfortunately but uh but there was a play i remember and uh i was playing right tackle and two they sent outside blitz so they sent the d end and the outside backer around my side and i should i just remember grabbing the d end then head button the, <laughs> the outside backer as he came around uh, for me, that was my favorite play. Uh, I loved it. 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just so impressed with uh, the whole squad. Like uh, you know, we bonded well, we gelled well as a unit. Uh, especially those guys in the line. We had we had me, we had uh, Sam Potter, who plays for the Knights in the uh, University of Nottingham, uh, Jason Murphy from the Admirals, Rob Maher from the Panthers, and uh, John O'Dwyer from the Vikings. We just gelled well as a unit together. Yeah, and I think that showed, and I think that the maturity that the whole team showed was amazing. You know, exactly that. I think the character of the team really, really shone, just the way that you played it. I mean, right to the end, as Joe says, like that gap between us and other international teams is closing down and just the strength, the inner strength and the character of this team was amazing. He absolutely balled out. It was. You say that you're very proud of yourselves. I don't think you realise how proud we are of you. Like the whole community is so proud of what you went out and did there today. And I didn't have this question planned, but, you know, could you feel the support when you were out there on the pitch? Yeah, absolutely. You could hear yeah. everyone for us it was amazing I've never felt something like that before yeah, yeah. what about you Dylan yeah the support was amazing it, it was incredible to have uh family and friends travel down from Derry uh you know it being a three-hour drive and all that and it was just an incredible experience I get to spend the day with my family uh, I don't get to do that very often so I was just really really fortunate they were there uh and, and people from the club as well who came down to support yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think people were supporting far and wide. I know I was watching the stream and screaming at the TV and you know what I mean? There were just some amazing, amazing plays. And um, so I really do mean it when I say that we're all very proud of you. Um, Alaya, like I'm particularly interested in, in your story, you know, because you had an injury. Obviously, I've been trying to recruit you into flag for a little while. I love that you're stuck on American football. You're saying, no, I love the contact. You know, I just think that that's great. Um, but you went from quite a significant injury as in actually not able to play to then representing your country. Um, so I'm just wondering, you know, how as an elite athlete, like how do you rehab to that point of being out of action to actually an international athlete? Yeah, it, it happened um, my last season with the Panthers. Um, I went in for a block and my shoulder, I could just feel it just go. Hmm. and I just I, we still had a full game to play so I, I just continued to play the whole game with because we didn't have enough people to sub in so it was either play or we don't get to play basically so I yes. was like no I'm gonna, I'm gonna power through and uh, yeah then I, I just I had this horrible pain in my shoulder that just wouldn't leave it just it stayed there so I was like I went to the doctor got an MRI and it's uh, tendonitis in my shoulder and I still hmm. have it um, but just with physio and all that sort of stuff and just doing little exercises at home, it, it just, it tends to get better. And then like, if I get a little bit of a knock on it, it'll get worse. But um, I just need to keep an eye on it and it's all good. And that's pretty much how I've been, you know, dealing with the injury. It's definitely annoying when you're trying to play at, at full speed and you're just, you have that sort of slight worry, you know, yeah. that you're hesitating that you don't want to like hurt it again but unfortunately like there's nothing that I can really do about it except for just build up the muscle again I suppose yeah yeah that's that's actually quite inspiring you know when it's like look I just accept that this is how it is and I'm yeah. gonna play anyway <laughs> I think that's amazing so obviously um you're talking about fighting through it and gritting through injuries and stuff like that and you know 
we're kind of looking going forward. Like, what does it take? What does it mean to you to be to represent the Wolfhounds, to represent your country? What What does that mean to you, guys? Uh, Dylan, we'll go to you first. Uh, well, it was an incredible honor to represent my country, especially at a young age. Uh, you know, my, my dad, my dad was saying to me last week, uh, even if you do nothing for the rest of your life, which is very unlikely, <laughs> but even if you do nothing for the rest of your life, you've did something with this. Uh, not only being able to represent the Wolfhounds, but you know, being being the fortunate to be called captain, it was just it was truly an honor. And being able to put uh, my my club uh, and the Vipers on the map as well was another thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Dylan, how old are you? Uh, I have just turned 17. Like 17, you know what yeah. I mean? 17 and after representing your country, it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Elia, same question. Yeah, I agree with Dylan. It's like a massive honour and it was sort of surreal almost. Like you kind of, people were saying like, oh, you're going to play for the national team, but you, di you didn't kind of believe it when people were saying it. And then, when we went to the game and we just saw the support of everyone like some of my teammates came to see me my family came to see me and it just it, it hit me then I was like oh my god I'm representing my country in a sport <laughs> that I absolutely adore and uh it was just it was it was mad and it's definitely just a moment that I'll just never forget just being able to wear that jersey and just represent your country is just it means the world that's class that's it. I think you two really embody the whole kind of spirit of the program moving forward um I know I can't wait to see you guys in Wolfhounds jerseys again. I'm sure Kelly's the same. I'm sure everyone listening is the same. And uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we do. Hopefully we see you in the pitch sooner rather than later, guys. Oh, I'm sure we will. Yeah, hopefully. Guys, thank you so much for joining. Like, you're a credit to American Football Ireland, credit to the country, and we're just super, super proud of you. So thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, joining us now uh, from the Irish Wolfhounds flag football teams coming out of the European Championships there last August, uh, we have Jordan Clinton and Megan Howe. Guys, how are we? All good, all good. How are you, Joe? All, all good here, yep. Not too bad. Yeah, we're, we're all good. We're all having fun here. Um, so, uh, how has uh, adapting coming out of the Euros, I suppose, been? Obviously, coming from a tournament as kind of as intense and as momentous as it was you know how has it been kind of um coming back down to sort of domestic leagues and, and your your own sort of training maybe preparing for other uh championships and tournaments elsewhere uh over the next year I suppose Megan we'll go to you first um yeah it, it was definitely a serious come down to it just to um like you're, you're living in people's pockets for what five six days um, and then all of a sudden it's just all over it's just clicking fingers it's done so um, yeah it definitely took some adjusting to get back to kind of real life like not having a strict schedule of you're going to watch tape or you have to eat at a specific time or kind of whatever it might be but um, it was definitely an adjustment I luckily was on holidays just after it um, so I actually got a, a bit of time to to relax um, and kind of let my body recover a bit um, but I was straight back into pre-season for basketball so I was trying to juggle um training four nights a week um some friendlies at the weekends as well as kind of getting back into domestic flag as well like you said back into training with panthers um i'm very lucky they're really accommodating that they know i'm i'm a jill sport athlete so they're, they're kind of once i'm training they're happy enough um that once i kind of make an appearance at training and i show some level of commitment there's an allowance there that i do play basketball as well 
Um, but yeah, no, it it has been an adjustment, definitely. Um, but just yeah. kind of settling back into things now, I'd say in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Jordan, uh, for yourself, how's yeah, coming back down from from August. Yeah, very similar to Megan. Um, the first couple of days, it was it was a serious come down. Um, and I was I was home from Limerick on the Monday, and then I was straight back into work on the Tuesday morning. Um, I wasn't lucky enough to have a holiday booked right afterwards. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, for the first couple of days, like it, it really was like a like a reality check, just um, getting back into the swing of things. But I find it like even just coming back to like domestic level training and all um, was like a serious help to just uh, just getting back into the rhythm of things normally. Um, it's been great to have the flag season resumed and just get back to club level. Um, yes, it was it was amazing playing in Limerick, um, but I, I love the sport, so it was just nice to get. Uh, right back into it and they're not being like any more of a break than they needed to be um so yeah getting getting right back into training in the gym and then and, and like like for pre-season for kid and all just getting back into the sort of programming for those was a serious help um getting over that sort of come down after the tournaments um but yeah um serious come down but we're we're, we're here now so we are yeah, I think we all experienced that come down after August <laughs> and like it's just I don't know what happens but like you you just set new goals and that kind of helps to you know you're like okay we just repeat this cycle now yeah <laughs> onwards and upwards yeah this is it and and I want to kind of I think the two E let's say similarities in the sense that you were athletes this is really strange for me by the way because like I not even know <laughs> there as well and the feelings that like you're talking about I'm like you know we ha- we had that as well like do you, know what I mean? you can you can really um, feel the emotion in your voice straight away coming back already like <laughs> you know um but the like I want to talk about like both of you I'm going to try and stay in like an observer mode but you know both of you have similar stories in that your athletes have played both sides of the ball do you know for the majority of the tournament like Jordy starting off with you you know you kind of started and you were like the sixth guy on O repping in you actually caught a touchdown which was unfortunately like called back <laughs> you know what I mean um I'm gonna start crying <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the next thing then I mean Dave gets hurt which was obviously a, a massive loss but really like you know you you stepped up hugely like you came in and now you're in like every drive on defense um you're repping both ways mostly on defense on Saturday you know um Saturday by the evening um you aren't repping on offense because defense really needs you against the Switzerland game. And then on Sunday, same again, um, you're not on offense. But then Sunday PM, like Rory O'Dwyer gets hurt. You then are that guy that starts playing both ways. You have a huge first first down and then that touchdown <laughs> um, at the end. So can you talk about that whole journey, you know, maybe from the start to the end, your experience at the at the ECs. Uh, yeah, um, certainly, like being the uh, being the sixth man in a five man squad is always going to be a very like difficult concept to come to grips with, and that sort of the um, the Friday, the first day was like a big sort of reality check for me. Um, I, uh, you know, after that Finland game, it was a very, very tough loss for all of us, you know, coupled with the fact that I had like touchdowns, like a touchdown taken away from me. Um, it was a really, really tough Friday for, for everyone involved. Um, it was a, it was a very quiet Friday night, let's say. Um, and uh, so I had to, I had to really come to grips with that myself. And the Saturday was a big turnaround for me. You know, I just I said to myself that like, 
you know, okay, you're gonna, you're not gonna get every rep on on either side of the ball, but like when you do get a rep, if and when that happens, you're gonna hit it at two hundred percent, and uh, you're gonna make the absolute most of like whatever you get from this tournament, be it like five reps or five hundred reps. So, um, like anytime I was asked by Dermot, you know, we need you on defense. We we need a blitzer. Like I was, I was blitzing like. Like you know, faster than I like ever thought I could. Yeah, I was like, if my <laughs> if my calf goes here, frigate, like I'm getting one, I'm getting one blitz and I'm going at it. So, um, every rep I took, I I treated it as if like you know I'm not gonna see another rep this game. So, um, the Saturday was a huge turnaround both mentally and physically for me. Um, and then that Sunday was just um to be quite honest, pure insanity, start to finish. Um, the Slovakian game, like the the five that were out on offense were 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 really putting on a show and they were they were produ- they were producing points they were making great plays so like why why fix that if it's not broke um i fully fully i fully understood like the 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 decisions behind that so just being there for the guys and making myself known as as a relief option um was a huge part of the saturday and the sunday um especially against slovakia so um when it came to that polish game i was like there were there were like rory was sort of saying like i can feel I can feel things starting to seize up here, and um, like people were saying to me, like you're definitely you're gonna have to go both ways this Poland game at some point, and you know, sure as heck, uh, Rory Rory goes down, and uh, they say, and Ian just immediately turns to me and is like, right, Jordy, it's it's on you now, and it just didn't really, there was no time to be like, oh my goodness, like the the, the weight of this decision, it was just right, let's go, um, like everything that day had just been like you know from one to the next to the next, like we. We had no actual time to celebrate our first win of the tournament because we immediately had to go and play Poland. So, like, like just like that, you know, um, I had no time to even think about the weight of the decision. It was just already on, right? Okay, no worries. And then, um, then when I had to go in on defense, like there was no thought given to I might have, I'm gonna have to play both ways. Am I able to do this? It was just like, okay, let's go. Um, but like playing both ways, like. When you when you're at when when you're in that sort of scenario and you're in that tournament you're in these games you don't you really don't think about the sort of the negatives of decisions like these you're just like yep let's go and like it'll just it just goes and goes until the wheels come off so um, that Poland game we were just playing everyone was playing out of their minds like you could you could get anyone of the twelve in this in this seat here and they would have all these stories to tell you like everyone had a a fantastic tournament so they did and I just uh, yeah, my stories are just like anyone else's. You know, I find myself open on a play. Peter reads it, throws it, and I catch it. And there you go. It, apparently, that's a game tying touchdown. And like no one, no one really thought it. Like I didn't, I didn't have time to celebrate it. I was like, right, okay, we need a PAT here. Let's go. <laughs> I know. And then playing on defense as well. Like you know, that was the um, the PAT. We I managed to tip the the ball off. Like there was no there was no celebration of it. It was like the ball was tipped. I was like, right, okay, I'm on offense now. Let's go. So it was just, it was just a whirlwind of a weekend, but especially that Sunday. Um, and it was only then after that final game, and everyone was just losing their minds that then everything caught up to me and hit me. It was uh, just sheer, sheer insanity. So it was um, unforgettable in every aspect, um, but like an absolute whirlwind of uh, of uh, experiences and emotions. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. it was amazing. And then just because if we're going to talk about like significant touchdowns before we get on to the Ryan Eccles touchdown, mm-hmm. Megan, 
like that touchdown I mean it went viral like it was massive and I'm so glad that you're on the call that you had the time because I want to ask you like about that play tell it to us from your perspective like what was going on how did it feel like every single part of that touchdown against Spain um yeah like I'd say say like euphoric is probably the best way to describe it like it was very surreal it was kind of yeah. like I I, the la- I don't remember what happened and when anyone asked me I'm raging because I, I remember being set for the play and then I just remember turning around going oh my god we scored like, like that, that, that was the gap between I just went okay it's banana I'm slipping underneath and I'm running until I hear someone tell me to stop like that's it that's the only thing that went through my head um but no it was surreal for me because I think and I've said this to you Kelly yourself and I've said it to all our coaches and to the girls as well like for me I was just glad that we got it it like that's not my touchdown like it'll never be my touchdown that's yours Kelly that's Jenny's that's Helen's that's all our coaches that were involved when we only had three people before I even knew flag was a thing do you know what I mean all that work was going in the background two years ago a year and a half ago the girls playing with the lads training with them like committing to absolutely getting slapped around the place because you're only still learning but that's your only way to learn was with them um and it, it definitely for me it's just it was a very surreal feeling like it, it like when it happened I was just glad that we did it that we kind of got over that hump that we'd been so close so many times um leading up to that point so when it did finally happen it just felt like okay we're here like we're at the races we can compete um yeah, it was just, it was an insane feeling, an absolutely insane feeling. Just um, very quickly as well, I suppose you, you, you'll all actually be able to speak a little bit about this. Um, Helen Smith, the QB, Megan, first of all, like every pass she seemed to throw your way was caught. Like what's the chemistry there? Obviously you, you kind of mentioned there that, you, you know, <laughs> you're, you're only new yourself to the sport. You haven't, it's not like you've been playing for 10 years or whatever, but like you just seem to have this, weird kind of locked in chemistry with Helen can you maybe speak a little bit about that what is she like as a captain as a quarterback to play for do you, do you know what it is there's no pressure from her it, like catch don't catch there's no apologies needed she's like I know you've got the next one like there's that 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 utmost faith and it's not just in me she puts it in anyone like it, it like we had a, a rule kind of the girls introduced at the start no sorries at training we don't apologize and if someone apologizes like you're kind of gotten after to be like no sorries and like Helen is the worst for doing it, but she's the best for reminding you like, no, absolutely not. I'm not taking that as a sorry, like run through it next time. And being honest, I'm just lucky. Like I, my job is literally run as fast as I can. She finds me like genuinely that, yeah. that is, that is my job. I've been literally told run as fast, run your route and run it as fast as you can. And I know she's going to find me. Like my hands are just out ready to go. Um, it, yeah. it just seems to, we're kind of lucky that we've, we kind of found that niche. Um, we obviously had my playing, we played together maybe twice. <laughs> before we got down to Limerick um, and it just kind of started to click from there like I think the more time we all spent together trained together like even talked through our offences defences our setups uh, like what we were coming up against the next day with each team I think it all just kind of it started to knit that 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 kind of like bond I suppose was there and it, it wasn't just with the two of us it just it seemed to be with everyone we gradually got there over a the couple of days uh, yeah. which was really special it was really really special yeah, I'll have a go at answering that one as well, because um, for me, it's like I feel like me and Helen do have a, a nice bit of chemistry. And I, for me, it just comes from like how much 
I admire her like the the way she inspires me like do you know what I mean she like she has an uphill battle like do you know what I mean it's it's not easy to be Helen like (laughs) the weight of the world is on that that girl's shoulders every time that ball is snapped she's like I have to be ready yeah exactly and so for me like I'm just so grateful that we have her that we have someone that's willing to be that person like and that puts herself out there not just in the European Championships in the domestic league as well playing against defenses that are all men you know what I mean and she's in she just takes it like and she goes and I find that so inspiring so when I'm out there and she puts the ball anywhere close to me like it's my job to catch that like do you know what I mean it's my job she's done everything that she can do to get that to me the best that she can possibly get it and it's up to me to do the other 50% like do you know what I mean and that's the way how I feel like that feeling like like follows through for me like do you know what I mean and like a lot of what I do I do it because like because of because of Helen like I do it for myself yeah. I do it for the team I do it for the woman beside me on the field yeah. like do you know what I mean and um that was actually how it was up until the Finland game like the Finland game for me was like it was class because I remember there was one there was one play and I knew I was on like a I think it was like a seven and in and um Helen <laughs> like she's there at the staff and she's like early Kelly she just says that to me right we've not practiced that so in my head I'm like I don't know what that means like <laughs> I mean I'm like I don't know if she means like to look early if she means like to shorten my route like I don't I don't know what that means but somehow I did know what it meant you know what I mean and I just kind of did something between the two where I cut at I cut at five but finished at um seven because I knew that's like Meg was coming across the pitch you know what I mean shorter so I can't keep going at five you know what I mean but I turned and the ball came so fast like and I actually catch it on like the back shoulder and I only saw that thing like a split second before it came to me like to you know and at no point did I register oh there's the ball I need to catch it like it literally just happened my eyes found it my hands caught it like and um that was it then I just stopped worrying about my hands like I just knew like if I get my eyes to it I'm gonna catch this like and there were no thoughts then after that I didn't catch every single ball that came my way after that but like literally like any of the ones that I got my eyes to like my hands just found it like and that was that was really really cool that was a very cool feeling like um but yeah no, even that... like just now just to echo what you said about Helen like because I remember as soon as you said it like my heart actually sunk again I um like Mo had called the play and for our PAT in Spain game mm. and there's literally three seconds left in the game for us to like to get this and I missed the front pylon um, I got there, uh, Helen had the most perfect ball and it slipped through my fingers and I still feel sick about it. To, to this moment, when I think about it, I still feel like I need to text her and say I'm so sorry. It was the most perfect ball, it nearly hit me in the face. You played a receiver for long enough, you get yeah. used to that, so you did. Yeah, but like from, from me perspective, I, like, I went home that night and I was like, I have to do better tomorrow. Like, yeah. like she brings you to a level where she makes you want to do better, makes you want to play better, makes you want to be better because you see the commitment she puts in. Um, but yeah, yeah like Kelly said, like she knows where you're going to be. You just have to be there. It's your job to be there with your hands ready. Like, yeah, Jordy, you can speak to sort of the development and obviously building chemistry as a player uh, with um, with Helen as well. What's that like? Uh, obviously, she started. Was it the was it the last the last game of last season? And then she started the entire the entire way through this year, this uh, this campaign. 
Um, what has that, you know, like obviously watching her grow as a quarterback, obviously these guys have, have played with her as, as well on a national level, but uh, on a club level, what's it like? Um, what's it like playing with her? You know, like she's getting results now with, you know, against men, which even two years ago, people would say, oh, uh, you know, a woman quarterback, that's like that, that's a gimmick or whatever. But now it's, it's, it's real and it's in front of us and it's working. Like yeah. you can probably um, speak to just how much work she's putting in, like, you know? Hundred percent. It's it's results that are that are deserved. They're well earned. Like you guys saw it for yourselves in Limerick, and I'm very very lucky to say that I get to see this week in week out. Um, her development as a QB has been like astronomical. Like she puts in so much work that like that I see, and then also there like it's just the tip of the iceberg. Like there's so much work goes into her craft that like I don't e- like I don't even get to see. Like she's always down doing extra sessions. She's uh, speaking to coaches and asking like about reads and things like that. Like she puts in so much work into her craft that like results like these are inevitable um, because like she is like gender aside, like she's a competitor and she's winning against competitors regardless of gender. Like, yeah, like defenses could be like mainly, mainly male, you know, and it's a, it's a league that's, you know, that has like an increasing amount of, of, of girls and women playing, which is amazing to see, but like it's still quite a male dominant league and but she's just she's a competitor and she just she takes the field and nothing faces her you know it could be it could be five girls five boys anywhere in between and she's just out there to compete and put points on the board and like personally i just love to see it um at club level she she just like everything she does is in the pursuit of getting better and making those around her better as well so it's it's been it's been incredible to watch and even better to be a part of um, you know, thankfully, I don't. I like Limerick was Limerick was where I got to see her. Like, you know, do the the exact same thing that I'd been seeing week in week out, but you know, with the green and white on. Um, so it was just it was a validation of that. It was finally you know seeing all the all this work come to fruition. It was absolutely incredible to see, and it's it's amazing to be a part of every week. Yeah, and I want to give credit then as well, like to our other captain Jenny like Jenny is um much like Helen is kind of like a quiet leader and then Jenny is like the vocal leader that we need every now and then when we need a a good talking to like (laughs) she's great and she's and in saying that you know she leads by example every bit as much because she's playing both ways like and even like seeing how much even Jenny like stepped up to the plate and how much better she has gotten like it's just it's just class like I can't say enough about the women's team like I'll go on forever and ever like I just think all of them are absolutely class but I want to bring it back to the to the men's then and um just that final touchdown from Ryan Eccles like Reed and Peter Lochran obviously and you know I just really think that um what an amazing way to finish the like what was a fantastic tournament like not gonna lie the guys kind of took our thunder a small bit because we were kind of you know <laughs> getting, i think we had like you know the world it was really rude like it was like joining yeah. us could have just like left us alone like we were I mean, okay in our bubble until the news decided to rob it on sunday consider this our and, official uh, apology yeah, you know. <laughs> and jordy i suppose before i ask you what was going on for you joe like what was going on for you with it? Because if anybody had seen that video, <laughs> what video? I've no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Joe, you never yeah, see my brilliant. face, something. Um, I mean, you saw what, what that meant. You saw I what that meant. I I was there as like 
a team manager basically like i was barely you know i was involved but like nowhere near as much as you guys were and even then like that meant so much like just being there and witnessing that and like proper you know storybook he barely catches it and you know like outstretched and tiptoe into the back pylon it's like how you draw up a perfect ending to like a, a football film or whatever where it's the final play of the game and everybody goes crazy and everybody does go crazy uh ian falls down uh i thought for a minute that ian had just collapsed and needed like medical attention <laughs> uh, but um no just that whole just again not even being a part of the playing squad like just being on that sideline and, and seeing that and feeling that from everybody that was there it was some moment you know like it, it was it was like that was genuinely on par with um the uh your your score megan like that it was the same feeling it was the same you know you said it euphoria where it's just this massive like burst of emotion uh, it was incredible Jordan, do you do you agree with that? I I can't agree more to be quite honest. Um, it was phenomenal. Like it truly, truly phenomenal. Um, my hands go up, and I just stare at the ref because I, I don't know what else to do. And then I, I I see him slowly put his hands up as well, and then and then I then it's just a series of hugs from different people just running into me and hugging me. Um, it was an absolutely incredible throw and catch. It literally like it that was the sort of margins that we played within all weekend but we we completely and utterly utilized them like you know a, a millimeter more and that wasn't being given like it was a perfect back pylon through it was a perfect toe drag catch it was just that's the margins that we had to play within all weekend and like the amount of times that i've been on in that sort of you know it's it's do or die scenario like we either get this or we don't and whatever the scenario has been you know we've come up short and I even remember saying to someone on the sidelines at the time it's like this is that moment like we're not going to go away losers this time like we're getting this and yeah. to see Ryan come down with that ball and the referee the, the, the line judge raising his arms like that that's it that that's it that's the PAT given like it was just it was it was validation of the work that everyone had put in up until that point and not just all weekend like just all year like since that program had started like it was just it was just like that was that was what you, that was what we deserved, um, and I feel like it, it just it it couldn't have happened in better fashion. It was absolutely incredible to witness like firsthand. Like I literally got front row seats to it. Um, it was incredible. Um, like hats off to like the players that were a part of that, and even like to the coaches and everyone on the sidelines. Like just like that was that was a that was a Wolfhounds touchdown, even though only. You know, two people were directly involved in it. That was a Wolfhounds touchdown. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of my overall wish for us, the program, the entire Wolfhounds department, is, you know, that level of, that level of execution. You know what I mean? To to get to that like all the time. It doesn't even. It's we don't even blink. That's just where that's just where it's at. And like, I think that every single code of the wolfhounds over the month of august has shown that has shown like really really like bright things for this for this program like so i for one like as a as a fan and as part of it i'm so excited for where it's all going and i think that's probably a nice place to leave the episode then what do you think joe 
I think so. Other than saying that, um, you know, not that we're trying to force anybody's hand, but, you know, Helsinki is a pretty good holiday destination. I don't know. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. where I am now, I'm just gonna be... I don't know. We're on the back. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big things. Big things for the men's senior wolf fans, big things for the youth wolf fans, and then big things for the women and men's flag as well. Like, I, I just... It's good. Things are good. Yeah, it's a great time. It's all sport. Breaking news. Definitely. So, guys, obviously, thanks so much uh, for tuning in and listening. Again, we always really appreciate the support, uh, especially for, you know, um, our coverage of the Wolfhounds. We really appreciate the opportunity to be able to do that, and we appreciate everybody who's come on. Um, with that, uh, we'll see you guys next time. We've been your host, Joe Kinahan. Kelly Dwyer. And uh, we'll see you soon. Peace.